0: grand rising tribe grand rising I truly hope that you've had a grand rising today I shall sure have I'm sat in the park just watching the birds fly by listening to their sounds to their chirping I find it a real privilege to be in this sound bath of nature just being showered indulging in, in these amazing rich sounds you know I did a, a walking meditation on the way here then I, I sat for a while and did some more meditation working on creating distance between the various illusions the things that come and go and even the illusion of the self and then I did some chanting and some Maha Mantra chanting And I went from being a groggy grizzly bear when I woke up this morning to to really feeling yeah good light and in my in my higher self right now so thanks for joining me Um, this topic today is going to be on guilt tripping it's not the happiest of topics but I'm in a good mood and hopefully we can look at this together think about this together In in a good way, in a in a positive light, from a positive aspect. So why this topic? Why guilt tripping? On the 9th of October, I posted an expression on my Instagram that said, "If you can't equally accept both a yes or a no from me, then you are guilt tripping. Go redo your entire life and grow up." To be honest, I was feeling a bit frustrated. I'd become fed up of certain toxic dynamics that I was experiencing at the time. I kept finding myself um, in situations whereby everything was cool so long as I said yes. But then if I said no, you know, I was being labelled the bad guy, the monster, the selfish guy and all this kind of lower self stuff. Um, And I just found the... The instability of it the guilt even the lack of assertiveness on my part in not addressing it and quite frankly the stupidity immaturity and rudeness of it were just too much and yeah it got to the point where I felt the need to uh, process publicly and, and, and post that expression and, and yeah I guess processing publicly is otherwise known as venting. Um, I've experienced a number of guilt trippers over the years. And I found that beyond them or oh, sorry beyond the uh, inherent toxic nature of their behaviors. Their behaviors can also be quite destructive in terms of ruining family occasions, ruining families. Um Could even ruin our own, my own inner peace. You know, if we get to the point where we're not clear and aware of and responding to what's going on beneath the surface of their behaviors, this is really about avoiding getting tripped up and falling into their world. But really, this episode, I guess, is really uh, therapy for me and hopefully both helpful and comforting for you if you have been through this or if you are currently going through it. It's, it's, it's horrible to go through, to be on the receiving end of constant guilt trips. It's, it's nasty and, and the term guilt trip is really apt because you know, it does trip us over, it brings us to a lower place and it takes some energy to keep getting up and hopefully this podcast can help with that. So what is guilt-tripping? Guilt-tripping is emotional blackmail. It's a form of coercion which, if sustained and if it becomes a long-term pattern, I would say is actually psychological abuse. This is often done unknowingly actually by the guilt-tripper but nevertheless, the guilt tripper tends to have a strong sense of uh, victim syndrome they lack empathy I find um, they have poor self awareness despite often being quite intelligent they don't really have the ability to see themselves in a nuanced way everything's quite black and white with them and um, quite classic narcissistic qualities also they typically get on very well with compliant personalities and also non-compliant personalities but ones that look up to them so they become compliant to them specifically so people who defer to them they get on really well with and um, you know they instinctively categorise non-compliance as malicious behavior and malicious intent. If you're the one in the family that's assertive and always speaks up, you've probably smoked out that family member who is your nemesis by now. And the reason for this is that your assertiveness is like kryptonite to the guilt tripper. Somewhere deep in them, they simply Cannot stand people that have their own voice, who are sure about themselves and have their own standards to to live their lives by. People like that, people like you, people like me, we become rogue players in the game of a guilt tripper's perceptions. So why? Why do people guilt trip? Why? How do they exist? How do they come into being? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not 100% sure. It seemed to be to do with um, them projecting insecurities. So guilt trippers seem to read into the actions of others um, according to their own strong fantasies about not being respected, not being loved, not being good enough having these type of self esteem issues are common to many of us including myself Um, however I think most of us or at least many of us have kind of sufficient self awareness that we're able to process these feelings and recognise hey these thoughts I'm having right now about somebody else and how they're viewing me Probably are not true, um, but rather I just feel self-conscious about maybe my weight, or I'm overthinking about, you know, because I was once bitter, now I'm twice shy, due to how a last partner treated me, or due to how I've been let down in the past. I'm recognizing that I'm bringing negative expectation from the past into the present, and actually. This really isn't fair to the other person or me. So let me just kind of pause, get this in check, and bring balance to my thinking and my behavior before I do serious damage to this relationship. Um, for us who are self aware, we're able to work through our internal issues in this type of way. However, from what I see, a guilt tripper lacks this cognitive capacity to critique, to reflect on what's going on in their minds. And they're also unable to prioritise the preservation of relationships over their own perceived needs. There's little or no distance between their feelings themselves and the coercive words that come out of their mouths. And also there's a pathological and passionate fusing into one of their inner feelings and other people's actions. I don't know about you, but I find speaking to a guilt tripper often feels like I'm trying to prise apart reality, their emotions, and the guilt tripper themselves. And I'm almost kind of begging them, you know, look, see, these things are different. They have a different quality. How you feel doesn't actually match up with and doesn't look like what's going on in reality in the outside world. And both of those things are not you. But, um you know, invariably, sadly, the reality is that um, guilt trips tend to not be able to see that it's possible for them to feel really bad about a situation. Um, but actually, the situation and the intention behind the situation is not bad. They, they seem to not be able to, to, to make that distinction. I'm sure there's an element of survival instinct and genetics involved nature and nurture the usual stuff Um, there's also an inability to communicate peacefully and assertively in my view of guilt trippers Um, and let's not mix being assertive with being aggressive here because guilt trippers tend to find aggression quite easy but they lack assertiveness they struggle to discuss differences because they don't see matters as being one of differences but rather as an offence and therefore they quickly experience feelings of fight or flight which is nigh on impossible to to rationalise from Um, they will often resort to passive-aggressive Or explicit aggressive behaviour. Rather than just being assertive. And having a mature conversation. For them the situation isn't mature. Isn't civilised and is not peaceful. But rather. The situation is just one of many battles. In their imaginary psychological war. That they're having with you. And don't worry they're having it. With many other people as well. So. So. Symptoms. What are the symptoms of of a, of a guilt tripper? I've touched on some of these already now. Insecurities, fears, dislikes. We all have these, but there's a difference with a guilt tripper. They forcefully project their insecurities onto onto us without compromise, without compromise, without the capacity or willingness to second guess and self check. And it really is bewildering and, and scary. The pathological certainty that they use when they, in their thinking and in their speaking. It's like, okay, really? Are you really 100% certain that I'm ignoring you as opposed to just being busy? Despite me telling you that I'm just busy? Do you really not trust me? You don't trust my words? In spite of all the good I've done for you, you really just the only answer to the fact that you couldn't get through to me was that I'm ignoring you and there's malicious intent. It's crazy how rigidly committed they are to their beliefs. And I use this example because, as well as being one that I've experienced, um, guilt trippers will struggle uh, with with patience and grace in these areas. Um, so if somebody doesn't pick up the phone or return the call within within a time period acceptable to the guilt tripper, no matter if something's come up or if if the person's busy this becomes a frequent source of displeasure to the guilt tripper and to the person on the receiving end you can see us regularly feeling pressure to answer calls to, to make calls to return calls instead of actually just being naturally justifiably busy and and you know looking forward to returning the call later or tomorrow when we have more time to give to the person we shouldn't be living our lives like this it's bullying it's abusive and if you're experiencing this regularly if you're engaging with somebody and you're feeling that if you don't react and respond according to the whims of their feelings you may need to speak to somebody that you can trust Um, this needs to be addressed so please don't let it carry on do something about it, begin to think about it begin to slowly but surely direct things um, in a better in a better course nobody should be emotionally punished or worse for simply being busy I mean we all are busy, we're, we're human beings. Mr. or Mrs. Guilt Tripper journey through life with baggage and lots of it. A suitcase full of fear, overhead luggage full of victim mentality, and a bum bag packing a little paranoia. And you know, the analogies can go on. They've been carrying these emotional baggage is around for so long that I just feel like part of who they are. It gets to the point where they don't even consciously feel the weight of it anymore. You know when you're looking for your glasses and they're right on your face? You've just completely forgotten they're there. <laughs> you know, guilt trip is there one and the same with their emotional baggage. So, when Mr... Or guilt Giltra Brack's uh, A seemingly innocent question Like hey could you do this for me mate And you give a truly innocent answer Such as Hmm I would love to But I can't this weekend Or Oh yeah I'd really like to do that with you But I'm busy this evening can we arrange to do the same on another time they see that through the lens of their low self esteem goggles now if that type of thing happens several times a year for a few years all of a sudden you might be met with an explosion of suppressed resentment on the part of the guilt tripper and be on the receiving end of Mr or Mrs guilt tripper acting as if you've done something malicious towards them it may take you by complete surprise and it can be quite an overwhelming and bewildering situation. And now you have to deal with trying to not trip over those strong and warranted feelings of guilt. And guilt is really a strong driver. um, And it's not easy to to, to not trip over this. Alternatively, Mr. or Mrs. Guilt Tripper won't suppress. and, And literally every time you don't do as requested or don't do... As expected and when expected you'll be faced with some form of guilt inducing behavior maybe an insult such as you're selfish or you don't value me or okay you don't see me as you see somebody else or something like this no and initially these things are disguised as quite passive-aggressive light passing comments or even jokes and that tends to be the thin end of the wedge Uh, over time even to the thick end of the wedge they become more forceful more blatant and direct um, as this dynamic becomes more normalised so when somebody makes certain remarks to you criticising normal behaviour we feel it instantly we feel, you feel this isn't right they also feel I think that it's not right to some degree that's why they're not being so direct with it oftentimes. Address it then, nip it in a bud, do not let it be normal. Do not think, oh, they weren't that aggressive with it. Let's, we'll just let that wash over. No, because what we allow then, six months later, one year later, 10 years later, it can become a very normal occurrence and and, and, be in a much more damaging, disrespectful form. There is no gap, zero daylight between how a guilt tripper feels and the facts. For example, you can have been outwardly and objectively and consistently good to the guilt tripper, but the fact that their feelings don't match up with your behavior is something that they simply cannot see. So perhaps you've always loaned a friend or a sibling money, or always did favours. You've always supported them. Um, however, they get so emotionally blinkered at the times that you're unable to, temporarily, that those facts, those facts, play no role in the conclusions that they form about you. They're completely driven by their insecurities and desire to, to right the wrongs that. Has been emotionally constructed in their mind so they don't get driven at all by what you have done that's good it's all about the perceived negativity or what you couldn't do this time worse still the guilt tripper can't distinguish between his or her perception of another person's motives and the actual motives of the person even when we explain You know, I didn't do it to hurt you. I didn't mean it maliciously. Even when we're very transparent and open. This, it, it makes no difference. And it can be a source of real deep, you know, anguish and endless frustration on our part. You know, being constantly tripped up by guilt, explaining ourselves, and it just, you know, to no avail. There have been so many times when I've taken the time really humbly to to be vulnerable to be authentic and just to, you know to, to explain things that I shouldn't need to explain to somebody about why I couldn't meet a, a request a demand even a promise because something came up and uh, it is just it's just not taken in they're not able to digest that as a as a, as a factor um, they're also not able to Agree to disagree. You know, no matter what words we use. I love you. There's no way I had that intention. Sorry I was busy. No matter what said, they cannot escape the psychological prison of perceived negative intent. And weirdly, they also have a desire for us to join us in that prison, in that fantasy. And when we disagree with them, that seems to somehow fan the flames of their displeasure when you find yourself being really truly humble and honest to somebody to a loved one to a friend to a partner about your intentions and you know that you're level headed and you know (coughs) we second guess ourselves and really assess our behaviours and we're just saying listen I love you I don't know why you don't understand this but no, this isn't true i didn't mean to hurt you i actually didn't hurt you this is normal behavior you've just seen it through a very skewed lens and they are rejecting that outright you know sadly i have to say that this person is somewhere you know psycho emotionally neurologically struggling and and we have to recognize that aspect of them and see the situation for what it is. A big part of this for me is is, is authenticity. So, um, you know, we hope that guilt trippers can improve their, the way they think, the way they act. But actually, this is mainly this this episode is mainly directed directed sorry at us, who are on the receiving end. And being subjected to guilt-tripping can really compromise our ability to be authentic. The reason is because we end up having to compromise. You know, in relationships, if we know our partner is a a guilt-tripper, we end up maybe becoming robotically compliant We, it can get controlling, it can get abusive um, In any setting or any any dynamic where we're close to somebody um, We can all too easily find our authentic selves Our words, our uh, natural questions, our responses Our natural comings and goings Even what we wear, what we can disagree with or even think Limited and constrained by the guilt tripper If you feel like this, again, please talk to someone. Somebody that you can trust, or even feel free to reach out to myself. In a relationship context, avoidance and overthinking can become the new norm. Where instead of simply acting authentically, one has to actually think things like, let's not do X, Y, or Z, Or I will say A and B, but omit C. All because of a twisted pattern and desire to avoid the guilt trip and ensuing conflict, which can be emotional or worse, it can be physical. But what this all essentially means is that we're unable to be ourselves. We're unable to just naturally, freely, healthily be. We're fearful um, about being us. And we find ourselves burning up endless amount of energy and time thinking, overthinking, contorting, editing ourselves into a version of ourselves that won't trigger them. Massive well-being, red flag alert. So what can we do? I think one of the first things is to let go of the desire to show them the air of their ways or the idea that through conversation we can convince them regarding their negative perceptions sure the feeling of despair and longing for them to be more mentally healthy and balanced you know that would be present and that's good but from my point of view look please save yourself the years of heartache by understanding that only the person themselves only the guilt trip of themselves can change themselves and it's from within and also, sadly, I have to say that the change is extremely, an extremely rare occurrence. Secondly, the, the B buzzword, boundaries. You know, it's typically difficult to establish boundaries in this situation because for someone to consistently guilt-trip you, they normally have to be existing in close proximity to you and therefore tend to be lovers. Very close friends, family members, which can really make us divided regarding our feelings on this and how we're able or not to draw up hard lines and hard boundaries with people that we ultimately love. You know, it could be a son, a daughter, a parent, a best friend, a lover, you know, maybe a close work colleague. Uh, you know, it's much easier said uh, than done when it comes to looking at these people in the eye and saying, look, I love you, but I love me too. And I have to love me in a way that allows me to be able to be authentically me without stepping on eggshells all the time. Um, So actually we'll be better off not living together, having more space, not doing business together actually, because we don't jar commercially, although you know, we get on well as friends. I don't want to debate you on certain topics because I know where this always goes. And you don't respect my views. Perhaps we shouldn't talk all day, but let's just catch up passionately and and genuinely during occasions. Family occasions or or just more sparingly. Maybe we we shouldn't be asking each other for favours because if I say no, you can't handle it. You take it personally. And the list goes on. And this isn't easy because, you know, the look of hurt, sadness, misunderstanding, or even anger on their face is probably the last thing we want for them or for us to experience. But in my experience with guilt trippers, it often comes down to this, a clear choice between being consistently manipulated by them and freedom. Compassion is another, is another step, another thing we can do to help. This won't necessarily change their behaviours, um, but but understanding that their behaviours are subconsciously driven and they are wired in a certain way through, you know, nature and nurture, genetically, etc., etc. Um, it does help us. Now, a guilt trip. I don't believe. I hope not. And I. I think most of them don't wake up thinking, "Hey, which loved one of mine can I guilt trip and make feel like crap today, and possibly sh- destroy any meaningful relationship that we have?" Look, they really do see—they really do see the world as a place where, unless people are bending to their every desire in the way and time that they would expect, then people are attacking them. the thing is they don't see people bending to their desire um, as an issue their sense of entitlement and expectation is way, way, way out of balance and is really inflated so us holding to this compassionate perspective doesn't change any of their behaviours but it can save us from a deep emotional trip perhaps even worse than a guilt trip Knowing that their actions are not coming from a place of clarity and consciousness can reduce the amount of resentment that we would otherwise be carrying around in our own being, eating away at us. Apologies for that noise there. I'm in the park and a uh, few people are passing with dogs. But look, I'm nearly finished. The last suggestion is, is, is simple. Simple-ish. And that's just simply to maintain authenticity at all costs. Look, essentially the scenario is this. When faced with a known guilt tripper, we find ourselves at an emotional crossroads regarding the normal things we would typically do or say. We become buffeted with pressure, inner fear, their potential reactions of anger, displeasure, disagreement, their bullying, their passive aggression, even threats of violence in extreme cases and a host of other elements, similar elements, jostling to be the reason that we give in to the demands of the guilt-tripper, instead of simply being true to our normal, balanced and authentic selves. So be true to you, your standards. Say no as freely as you would say yes. Apologize for being late for good reason, as boldly as you would be present earlier on time. Do whatever it is at your pace. Leave the gathering when you feel you want to leave. Don't laugh if you don't find it funny. Speak up if you feel uncomfortable. Do not let it become normalised. Do not be coerced or confused by other people's irrational standards. Be true to your standards, values, feelings, logic and clarity of thought. Safe in the knowledge that you operate as a being that does self-reflect and that is self-aware. Serve your needs. Honour what makes sense, even if they can't see it. Love from a distance if you have to. But most of all, love you. Don't trip. Peace. Blessings i um,